0: Howdy and hello. Welcome back. Yes, we're back. Episodes of Maximum Speed. We got a lot to talk about. And we're going to start first with the Indianapolis 500. I was there. It was amazing. So before we get to the 500, we got to talk about qualifying. Scott Dixon was the fastest qualifier of the event. First pole since the Indy 500 back in 2017. He was three one-thousandth of a mile quicker than Colton Herta. That's pretty impressive, especially for Colton, too. I mean, what, already four wins and he's starting second in 500? He's going to win at 500. I can guarantee you that. We had a lot of drama on bump day. There were five drivers that tried to... Avoid being bumped, including Paretta Autosports' own, Simona Di Silvestro. Penske's Will Power, you know, he's one of the best drivers we have at qualifying, to see him almost miss the 500 is shocking. AJ Foyt, Charlie Kimball, Sage Karamadrya, and Ryan Reinbold, and R.C. Enerson of Top Gun were the other three drivers. Will Power, during his qualifying run, taps to the wall, but still manages to complete his run and finish 32nd. Simonides DeFestro 33rd, Sage, Sage Karam, yes, in 31st. Charlie Campbell, R.C. Enerson, both of them miss out on the 500, which I know was especially difficult for Charlie because, uh, this is his only race. You know, he did the road course race earlier, but still, this is the only races that, uh, Charlie Campbell does, and for R.C. Enerson, it's a brand new team. They got the car about a month and a half ago out of the box. They, less than a week before qualifying, uh, they had just done their first ever test, so it was an amazing effort by Top Gun, and I'm looking forward to seeing them come next year. Now, let's talk about the race. It was a pretty cool day, temperature-wise, but also, uh, race, so I'll talk about more of that later, and in front of 135,000 fans at 40% capacity, and I tell you what, I was there, it did not feel like 40% capacity, that's not a bad thing, I was, I enjoyed it, I was, I I had a fun time, it was great, if you haven't been to the 500, I highly recommend it, and the fans got an amazing show, Rena SvK takes the lead in less than five laps, and then, uh, we had Connor Daly, The Noblesville native, 40 laps led by Connor Daly. Most laps led by anyone in the field. That was pretty cool. Before we hit lap 40, Stefan Wilson, he has some issues in pit road. He causes a yellow. Then later in the race, Graham Rahal, his tire isn't put on correctly. The tire flies off, hits Connor Daly, basically screwing Connor Daly from a 500 victory. Graham Rahal's day is done. Simone de Sveshra has some pit issues too. Her day gets done. Alexander Rossi, Scott Dixon, both of them have pit issues early. They are both able to finish, and Scott is able to get back on the lead lap. But Alexander Rossi is not able to get back on the lead lap, nor is Will Power. He almost didn't even get to race. and He almost missed the green flag lap for lap one. He pulled off while they were doing the pace laps. They got everything fixed, he was able to race, but yeah, that was shocking, man. So, we've talked about the race, we've talked about the instance, who was the winner, if you haven't heard already, and I'd be shocked if you haven't, Elio Castroneves wins his fourth Indy 500, it was an amazing atmosphere, the fans went wild, his victory celebration was 20 minutes, it was just, I'm, the best 500 you know, I heard a lot of people saying it's the best 500 they've seen. It's tough, because on one hand, I've been to every 500, obviously, except last year's, since the 100th running. So 101st, 100th, 102nd, 103rd, and now 105th running. And I don't think there's going to be anything that can take away from just the aura of that first 500. You get to see the American rookie win was pretty cool, but to see LEL after 12 years, finally get his fourth win, it was pretty, pretty amazing. This is Shank Racing's very first IndyCar win, by the way, and Elio wasn't even a full-time driver. In fact, this isn't even an original Shank Racing chassis. It was purchased last year, and the chassis from last year was the slowest car in the field, so to see it win the 500 is for sure shocking, and it shows how great this Meyer Shank Racing crew is. Let's get to a couple of stats. Race had two cautions for 18 laps, which, by the way, is a record. We've never had a race under four laps, under four, excuse me, flags, and uh, under like 20 laps. So, at least in a while. Now, I want to make it very clear. I didn't check back in 1911 or 1970, even. In about the last uh, five, six races, we haven't had a whole lot of stuff like this. Race had 35 lead changes among 13 drivers. It's the most lead changes since that 2017 race. That was a fun one. I enjoyed that one. People were actually able to pass. They weren't able to pass in 2018 or 2019 either. So, Elio's now the fourth oldest Indy 500 winner, good for Elio, and this race averaged over 5 million viewers, which was the most watched Indy 500 in five years, which is a great thing for the sport of IndyCar. So, we go from the first half of the Memorial Day weekend spectacle. Now, usually, it's a three-tier system. We get... Formula One at Monaco in the morning, Indy 500 afternoon, Coca-Cola 600 in the evening. Monaco was a week prior, so we didn't get Monaco this year, we did get NASCAR at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and we're actually going to start first with the NASCAR Truck Series, where Todd Gillen got to start on the pull, it was 134 lap race, the North Carolina Education Lottery 200, who was the victor, victor you might be asking, Kyle Busch Motorsports Zone. John Hunter Niemicek, deleting 71 of 134 laps and getting his third win of the season. Now, interestingly enough, John didn't win any stages. So, I guess he wasn't going for stages then. Who knows? Stage 1 went to Sheldon Creed. Stage 2 goes to Zane Smith. 5 cautions for 31 laps, 12 lead changes. Now we go to the Xfinity Series race, where Riley Herbst starts on the pole, and that is a good thing for Riley because... Since he has taken over Chase Briscoe's 98 car, he has not been able to get the same success as that 98 car got last year. Who would be the winner, you might be asking, of the All-Scale Uniforms 300? The 200-lap race was won by 18-year-old Ty Gibbs, giving him his second win in six starts for Joe Gibbs Racing. Daniel Hammack wins Stage 1 and Stage 2 and leads 105 of 200 laps. But has an accident on lap 186, ending his day. 10 costumes for 41 laps, 12 lead changes there. Now it's the big one. The Cup Series race. The Coca-Cola 600. 400 lap race. Charlotte Motor Speedway. Kyle Larson starts on the pole. Who's the winner? Kyle Larson of Hendrick Motorsports. Who wins stages 1 and 2. Wins by about 10 seconds. Leads 327 of 400 laps. No, oh, by the way, this is only his first win of the season. He also gives Hendrick Motorsports the 269th win, which is the most all-time in the Cups here. So congratulations to Kyle Larson for getting that victory. Four cautions for 26 laps and 23 lead changes in this one. IndyCar gets the off week. But NASCAR doesn't. They go to both Mid-Ohio and Sonoma, though the truck series does get an off week. So, at America's National Park of Speed, Mid-Ohio, it's a 78-lap B&L Transport 170 won by Colic Racing's own, A.J. Allmendinger, in Colic Racing's, uh, quote-unquote, home race, as uh, the shop and uh, Mr. Collick is from Ohio, and their shop is near Ohio, so... It's a homecoming race. Good for them. AJ wins stage one. Teammate Justin Haley, he wins stage two. Austin Sendrick leads 30 to 78 laps, but has some issues and finishes in 14. Seven calcions for 23 laps and seven lead changes. By the way, Noah Gregson, what is going on with Noah Gregson? He has had, by far, I would say, just the worst amount of luck. He can't even finish lap one. Before getting into an accident. He has had by far. Reminiscent of Kyle Busch last year. But a whole lot worse. For Noah Grayson. When NASCAR was not at Mid-Ohio. They were going to be at Mid-Ohio. July 4th in the Cup Series. Instead. The Cup Series went to Sonoma. And it's a 92 lap. Toyota Safe Mart 350. And it was won. By Hendrick Motorsports Kyle Larson. In overtime. After Kyle leads 57 and 92 laps and gets his second win of the season, Larson swept both stages, which is a good thing for Kyle Larson, and he just proves that uh, he is the man to beat this year. There were eight cars for 18 laps, 13 lead changes. We got a bit of a uh, update. I I call it an IndyCar update, but it's also a uh, IMSA update and a 2022 I guess speculation. IndyCar, Romain Grosjean, of Dale Coin Rick Rare Racing, will make his Oval debut Saturday, August 21st at Worldwide Technology Raceway in Gateway outside of St. Louis. He also told the Associated Press Jenna Fryer he wants to compete in three IMSA races including the 24 Hours of Daytona in 2022. And he is thinking about running the Indianapolis 500. He still needs to talk with his family. Jimmy Johnson has said similar stuff. He wants to run the 500 too. So next year we could have Jimmy Johnson and Romain Grosjean. Both in the 500. And that's a good thing for the sport. Because I saw so many people being like. Where's Romain Grosjean? Where's Jimmy Johnson? Because you know lots of people don't pay attention full time to IndyCar. And while some fans may be annoyed. They still had enough interest to know Jimmy Johnson and Romain Grosjean's in IndyCar, so uh, something has clicked, and they're like, oh, IndyCar might be interesting, and uh, when they see Jimmy and Romain in the same races, that brings viewers, and viewers is important for IndyCar and NBC. So, after we get a bit sidetracked, very interesting to see if Romain will be competing in a full schedule next year. I would like to see him and Jimmy compete full-time next year, Because it's kind of, the rookie of the year award kind of sucks this year. Because it's going to be Scott McLaughlin. Just because he was able to get in the, like, four, quote, quote, unquote, maybe four or five extra races. You get two uh, double points for the 500. And Jimmy and Romaine missed those double points. They missed the Texas doubleheader. And they are going to be missing Gateway. So, rookie Deer year really doesn't matter. But it will be great to see Romaine, Scott, and Jimmy next year. Something I'm very excited about is the superstar racing experience on CBS. And it's going to be opening race weekend. Stafford Speedway and Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Here's the lineup, the ringer. And the red, uh, red, white, and blue. We're keeping that in. Number 10 would be Doug Kobe. I'm going to be telling you, by the way, all of the uh, colors because the colors are important. That's how you're going to be able to see them on the racetrack. In the orange number 14, it's Tony Stewart. In the gold number 69, yes, it's Greg Biffle, so unsurprising pair. In the red number three is defending Indy 500 champion, Elio Castroneves. In the yellow number two, it's Ernie Francis Jr. In the purple number nine, it's awesome Bill from Dawsonville, Bill Elliott. Social media showed that in the pink car, it will be number 13, and Tony can nod, but it has been confirmed that he will be in the number 48 ride, and in the lime green number 13, it's Paul Tracy. In the teal number 18, it's Bobby Labonte. In the navy blue 17, it's Fully t Rips. the light blue number 15, it's Michael Waltrip. So, there's your 12 drivers. Now, it's time for the race format. There will be two heats. Heat 1, Heat 2, 15 minutes each with additional lap. The finishing order of Heat 1 gets inverted for Heat 2. Then, the results of Heat 2 will determine the starting lineup for the main event feature, whatever you want to call it. Feature race will be 100 laps at all tracks, except for Slinger Speedway, as it'll be 150 laps there. Through the night, the race results will get you points. In Heat, if you win, you get 12 points, second, 11, third, 10, all the way down to 12 and 1. Now, for the feature, it's a bit different. Winner gets 25 points, second gets 22, third gets 20, fourth, 18, fifth, 16, all the way for 2 points in 12th place. Now, why do these points matter? Well, these drivers are competing 6 weekends in a row for a season long championship. Unless you are considered the uh ringer car or the uh local trap superstar or whatever we wanna call Doug Toby in this case, and also Greg Biffle. They are not competing in all six races, they are not going to be getting the possibility of winning a point series, which sucks because we could have like Greg Biffle, Scott Bloomquist, and uh I don't remember the third guy, and I know everyone's going to be so angry, but there's a third one. They could win all six races, and they aren't going to get to be able to win the championship, which is, I think, unfair. But I I understand, you know, you can't just have six people win one championship. That's not how racing is meant to work. Now it's time for some upcoming races. The aforementioned SRX Series races Saturday, June 12th at 8 p.m. on CBS. No radio broadcasts, though. Disappointing. So, we haven't talked about this for a while, but Monster Jam. Yes, my favorite sport. going to be at Lucas Oil Stadium June 12th and June 13th. That's Saturday, Sunday. Two shows on Saturday, one show on Sunday. It's going to be a great lineup. Two-time world champion Jim Kohler in Adventure. His son is in the Fire Truck Axe. Two-time world champion Bakugan Dragonoid. And defending series champion, it's Ryan Anderson, Black Pearl, Cole Vinard, Uh, Adam Anderson makes his return to Grave Digger. Very important. He's going to be doing very good. I can already see it. Tom Mentz back sees the 12-time world champion. Good for him. We got a uh, Double Down Showdown winner, but also a two-time Triple Threat Series winner. It's Tristan England making his stadium debut in Megalodon. Mohawk Warrior and Bryce Kenny will be there as well. We got Monster Energy and Todd the Duke. Monster Mountain Galaxy and Lindsay Reed. She's a World Freestyle Champion. Todd's a two-time World Champion. Jamie Garner is behind the wheel of Overboard. And he's less than 30 minutes away from his home shop. So, excited to see what Jamie can do for his quote-unquote hometown show. And then, Barbara Moussauer caps off the 12-truck lineup in Zombie. So, while I'll be at Monster Jam, we got SRX. We got IMSA at Belle Isle in Detroit Saturday, June 12th at 5 p.m on NBCSN. It is tied for the shortest race of the year, 100-minute race, 6 DPI cars and 12 GTD cars competing for the championship, while the two Corvette GTLM cars at the race just as an exhibition. IndyCar also will be at Belle Isle next weekend. One race is Saturday, June 12th at 2 p.m. on NBC and IndyCar Radio Network, whereas Sunday, June 13th, for David Land fans, it's at noon. He always wants races at noon, so he got his race at noon on NBC and the IndyCar Radio Network. Well, NASCAR gets to go to Eddie Gossage's own Texas Motor Speedway. Truck Series races there Saturday, June 12th at 1 p.m. on FS1 and MRN. The Xfinity race is Saturday, June 12th at 4 p.m. on FS1 and PRN. Very different for your uh, radio changes. All truck races are in MRN. But because they're at Texas Motor Speedway, Performance Racing Network's going to be there. You can also hear the cup race on PRN Sunday, June 13th. Both races, including the All-Star Open and the All-Star Race, are at 6 p.m. for the All-Star Open on FS1 and PRN. And then at 8 p.m. for the main race on FS1 and PRN. You're not going to want to miss a moment of all the action. There's a great thing you can do. It's called DVRing. That's what I'm going to be doing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, we hit the end of another episode. We'll see you next week, we'll be talking about SRX, IMSA, IndyCar, NASCAR, Mouse Jam. Who knows? We've got a whole lot more to talk about next week. Now, here's what I need you to do, okay? I need you to email the show, Maximum Volume Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to sponsor, if you want to say nice things, if you want to say mean things, I could care less. My personal Twitter is at Sport, capital M, capital G, capital S, no spaces. Follow Maximum Volume on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Good Pods, Overcast, Stitcher, Radio Public, Verbal, and Spotify. Football is still a while away, but I guarantee you we're going to be having a football preview show come in either the end of July or beginning of August. Still got a long time away, but don't worry. I'll be talking about stick and pulse sports soon before you know it. My final message to you is this. We need a lot more people to be nice in this world. Just be a nice person. That's, that's my parting message. Just need you guys to be nice to everyone. Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands. Wear a mask if you want to. The world's getting back to normal. Life is good. We'll see you next week.